He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. He's the king of Israel. Let him down now from the cross and we will believe him. He trusts in God. Let God rescue him now if he wants him. For he said, I am the son of God. And the same way the rebels who were crucified with him also heaped insults at him. They're throwing insults at him. They were mocking him. Jesus, you say you are so powerful? Get down on the cross right now and save us. Save yourself. How can you let your own creation crucify you? Save yourself. And Jesus did not. Why? Because he wanted to die on the cross for your sins, of course. But the way he died is amazing. Because this, this could, I don't want to change topics, but literally this is just another hypothetic union talk that I'm not going to go through again. But Jesus, for those of you that don't know, Jesus humbled himself so that he could die on the cross for you. So he could die on the cross for me. Jesus, almighty Jesus, that died for you. You don't have to turn here, but Matthew 20, 28, it says, Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as ransom for many. He did not come, so you needed to serve him. Jesus got on his knees and washed the feet of people. If you guys don't know this. Back in the old days, that was disgusting. No one wanted to do that. Because they would literally walk on their feet. There would be manure on their feet. Dirt. No one wants to touch that. No one wants to clean poo-poo feet now, right? But Jesus did. Jesus wanted to clean those feet. Because he, he didn't want to give himself glory, but he wanted to lift other people up. He wanted to serve people, which is why here at MPI as well, we love serving people. That's why it's a part of our vision. Loving God and loving people. Because Jesus loved people. Unlike other gods, they don't humble themselves like Jesus did. You got to worship them. You got to get on your knees for them. It's only through Jesus. Jesus humbled himself so he can give you more than you wanted. If you could actually turn to Philippians 2, 5 through 8, we actually learned this in SUM. So if I didn't get it right the first time, or we didn't get it right the first time, they're getting it right now. All right, Jesus is God, for those of you that don't know. How do we know this? In Philippians 2, it says, In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature of God, all right, did not consider himself equality, 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 my bad, with God, something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing. By taking the very nature of a servant, which is a human likeness, as we continue to read. Being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. God. God humbled himself to human likeness so that he may be crucified. What other God do you know is willing to do that? Willing to literally 
give up their deity of being a God to die for you. There's no other God. If you can name a God right now, I'll be really interested, actually. I won't worship that God, but I'll be interested. No one? Okay. So there isn't any other, which is good, okay, because my God's the only God. My God is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. It's unique that Jesus died for us because the word became flesh. He did not need to, but he did so to save us. And I'm so grateful. And that's all I was thinking about during the transition and why I started bursting out. Literally, Jesus is my best friend. And to know that he died for me, to, to know that he became a human to die for me, I just couldn't hold it in anymore. But he's so good because there's no other God that did what he did. Did Allah die? He did die. Well, he didn't die for us, but he died, and he's still dead. Is Buddha dead? He's dead, and he did not rise from the dead like my Jesus did. Muhammad, is he dead? He was dead. He was a central figure in Islam that taught, of course, the people following him, but yet he couldn't even keep to his own teachings. Ridiculous, ridiculous how we can follow so many other things, so many other gods, and yet be so proud of it. Muhammad is dead, and he is not coming back. Jesus died, and he came back. See, unlike the God of Islam, the Bible reaches out to us, sending his son to earth to die for our sins. Muhammad offered no sure hope. There was no sure, sure salvation. It was almost like, hey, you just got to do your best. And you, if you get in there, you get in there. You ain't guaranteed salvation. But you, you're guaranteed death. Unlike Jesus. In Hinduism, there's 30 about... I can't even say about because there's not even really an exact number, but it's believed to be that there's about 33 million different gods in the millions. It's ridiculous. They believe in so many things. They worship so many things. They worship the sun. They worship the ground. They worship the cow. They worship the magical elephant. They worship so many things, but yet none of it works. They worship Ra. Ra doesn't answer. You can get on your knees and worship it as long as you want. But that God, that God is never going to answer you. Jesus beats them every time. Beats them every time. Or even in Orthodox Hinduism or karma, that teaching or that belief, it's believed that because you already live a bad life, because you're such a bad person, you're just guaranteed to suffer the rest of your life. Unlike my Jesus. My Jesus doesn't believe in that. My Jesus forgives you and makes you whole and new. 
In John eleven twenty five through 26, Jesus is actually speaking to Martha, if we could turn there. John eleven twenty five. It says, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Do you believe that? Do you believe in Jesus? Do you believe in his words? Because many people today do not believe in it. Many people want to turn away from his words because his words are just not cool. Their words, some, it's ridiculous. I'm sorry. I'm just thinking of this conversation I literally had with a coworker. I believe it was Wednesday because uh, he just brought up the conversation about the Bible and how, to, how it had good lessons. And how he was talking about how his friend doesn't want to believe in Jesus. Because, of course, in the Bible, it says to deny your flesh. And he's saying that that's why his friend doesn't like the, the Bible. Because it says to deny your flesh. Jesus said those words. I'm going to follow those words. Because he's, he's proven to be right every single time. He has proven to be right every single time. There's not been a time where I've doubted Jesus. And if I have, I was in sin and I had to repent. And I pray that we don't have that same mindset. That we start questioning God. That we start questioning Jesus. And that we turn away and follow a different God. Because there are people that are like that. They'll test Jesus. They'll come in here to literally like a week and if it doesn't work for them, they're going to go somewhere else because it, it just didn't satisfy them. They didn't get what they want. It didn't satisfy their flesh. And they just be believe that Jesus is supposed to give them whatever they want, which is ridiculous because that's not what Jesus does. But Jesus does give something. He gives assurance in us. He gives assurance in his life. He gives assurance that he's going to forgive you of your sins and that you will live. But we must live like Jesus. We must live like our heavenly father for our heavenly father is perfect. So we shall be perfect as well. All these other gods are dead. My Jesus is still living. He is still speaking. He is still talking. He is still talking to us. And I pray, I pray and I ask you guys to get in your prayer closets and start talking to Jesus. Start speaking unto Jesus. And let him speak to you because wonderful things will happen in your prayer closet. For the times I wasn't in my prayer closet, I'm just telling you now, I didn't hear Jesus. But that's because I wasn't in the closet praying to Jesus. In John 8, 1, John 8, verses 1 through 30, for those of you that don't know, this is the story of the Samaritan woman. And the Samaritan woman, well, she's a bad woman, and the disciples want to stone her. The people want to stone her. And Jesus tells them, the first who is without sin may cast the first stone. And all of them drop the stone and walk away. Literally every single one of them. In verse 9, actually, we're going to go to verse 9. It says, at this, those who heard began to go away one at a time. The older ones first, until only Jesus was left. With the woman still standing there, 
Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She said, No, sir. And then Jesus says, Neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go now and live your life and leave your life of sin. Leave your life of sin. Jesus forgave. Jesus forgave, unlike other people. Other people literally have to go through obstacle courses, up and down, up and down, trying to find assurance. In Hinduism, in Hinduism, people actually almost worship their gurus, following their gurus in order to find their God. But they literally, it's to the point where they're not even following their God. They're worshiping the guru who's following their God. It's like, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. They try to find something that's not there. They go through X, Y, and Z, and they can't find X to where they find a different alphabet, a letter in the alphabet that doesn't even exist. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And let us not be like that, where we try to find something that's not there, that we try to test. I'm sorry, I'm mixing up my words. But like I said, let's not find something that's not there, where Jesus is already giving you assurance of your life in him. Jesus came to save us, but yet he humbled himself in order to do it. And here's the thing. We were already on our way to hell. Some people like to make the argument, hey, why can't, why is God sending us to hell? It's not that he's sending us to hell, so we're already on our way to hell. And Jesus came to to get us out of that. I praise God for that. I praise God. I say thank you, Jesus, for saving me from hell. Because hell's hot and I don't want to be down there. Man, God is so good. And I have so much assurance in him. And I have no fear about what will happen if I were to die today. And I pray that you guys are assured as well in Jesus. Because if you guys were to ask yourself, and I, I ask yourselves, of course, you don't need to say it out loud. If you were to die today, where would you go? Are you guys worshiping God, worshiping Jesus, to be more specific? I'll get more specific. Are you guys worshiping Jesus, or are you guys following another false idol, like Allah, Muhammad, or even the Buddhists that worship literally anything? They could probably worship this chair for all I know, a chair god. That would be crazy and funny. But all jokes aside, Jesus is so amazing because he, did, he came down from heaven, took on that human likeness, literally was crucified by his own creation, crucified by man. And then he rose three days. Holy Spirit came. And now we have assurance in him. I thank Jesus and I thank God.
for what happened so many years ago. So many years ago. It is a good Friday. It is a good Friday. It reminds me. It's always going to remind me every single year what Jesus did on that cross for me on Calvary. He said, Father, forgive them. He said, Father, forgive them. And I thank him for doing that. I will never forget, never forget. Jesus, you are so good. Unlike the many other gods, Jesus, you conquered death. You conquered the grave. I thank you, God. There's no other God, no other God that can compare to Jesus. And if you're saying there is another God that compares to Jesus, you're just reading fairy tales. You're reading fairy tales. People like to say that the Bible is a fairy tale. It's not a fairy tale in my book. <laughs> and it is my book, funny enough. But if I could have everybody please stand up, and if I could have, if Lawrence is here, we're, to be on the keys. If not, oh, then if I could just have a, a beautiful song in the background, please. I just want everybody to close their eyes really quick. And meditate on Jesus. And meditate on the things that he did. For you. For you. I want you guys to just meditate on this. For you, not for the person next to you. But Jesus literally died for you. Because that's how, that's how I thought about it at first. He died for my sins. It made me whole. He made me perfect. He made me blameless. He took me out of a background. Here, I'm going to give a small testimony, but he took me out of a background of being fatherless. He took me out of a background of depression, of suicidal thoughts, of lust, living in a world where I literally just felt like I was alone. I have two older brothers, but even having them around or my mom around, it didn't feel good enough. Nothing that I worshipped felt good enough. What I used to do spending my hours as a teenager is I would play literally about eight hours of Call of Duty every day. Just to literally fill, fill in pain that I had, sorrow that I had, loneliness that I had. Just like the Hindus, I was worshiping the things around me. I worshiped my Xbox 360 at the time. I worshiped TV. I worshiped cartoons. I worshiped literally everything that did not matter. All the things that would literally just disappear one day. If I can have my altar workers up here, please. But ever since I found Jesus, Jesus has been a guaranteed in my life where I could run to. 
I've never had to face depression anymore. I've never had to face suicidal thoughts anymore. I never had to lust again. I never had to feel sad. Because Jesus took that all away. And I just pray during this time, feel free to start coming up to the altar workers. I just pray that during this time, you guys just want to give it up to, unto God and you guys don't worship anything else but Jesus. Because literally looking back at my life, I wasted so much of my time. I wasted so much of my time. And once I finally came to Jesus, once I finally gave my life unto God and followed him with all my heart and with all my soul, It has been the most amazing thing I've ever done. Nothing can compare. Jesus, I just thank you, Jesus, for the life that you gave for me, God. I thank you for all the leaders at that time, God that came out to my house, Lord, to tell me about the gospel, to invite me to elevate, to come to know you, Lord. I thank you for all my dears that poured into me, God, as a, as, a, as a little child, God, as a teenager growing up, God. I thank you for the work that they put into me, God, for their work was not a waste, God. It was not a waste. It was amazing, Jesus. Prayer does work, you guys. Prayer does work. Prayer does work. And I pray for those that don't want to give their lives unto Jesus right now, God either outside the church, God, or inside the church, God. I, pr I pray that people stop playing games with you, God. And stop comparing you to other things, God. That they stop comparing you to the world, God, because the world belongs to you, God. The world belongs to you. Let us not worship something that could easily be destroyed by your hands. I thank you for your friendship, God. I thank you that you wanted to have a relationship with me. Thank you. 
Yes, God. Go ahead in prayer. A prayer of dismissal. Jesus, I just thank you, God, for I love me, God, that we get to come together every Friday, God. And worship you, God, and glorify you, God, with no shame, God. No worriness, God, that we're gonna get arrested for saying the name of Jesus or even reading the Bible, God, on like many other places across the seas, God, that are getting persecuted, God, just doing that, God, that literally have to hide their relationship with you, God, for survival, and others literally hiding nothing so that they may preach the gospel, God, and for your word to get out there, God, so people know who you are, Jesus. I just thank you, God. I pray that you just bless every single youth here, God, and encourage every single youth to just continue to be in their prayer closet, God, and read their word, God, for their for their sake, God. I pray that they just build on that wisdom, God, and that it's not for granted, God. I thank you for all the leaders, God, as well, that are being so faithful unto you, God, and literally do everything unto you, God, that do it unto the people in the world, God. It's in your mighty name I pray, and everybody said, Amen.